0: We're going to read our sacred reading this morning. I didn't know I'd land here, but for some reason I just felt like uh, this would be important for us again to read this. I don't know when the last time it was, but um, chapter 11 of Hebrews is the, the hall of faith where people did incredible exploits for God in spite of themselves. And instead, they drew their strength from the Lord himself. And then they got the testimony of what God can do. All of those who have gone before us with those great testimonies remind us that we are also part of the grand story of God. And they are living, as Jesus instructed the the Pharisees, that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob... The reason they're still the God of them is not because they're dead, but because they're alive. (laughs) And so uh, these are others that are alive and cheering us, so to speak, from heaven. So that's where we begin. Hebrews 12, 1 to 3 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders, and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. All right, second time through, let's see what the Holy Spirit highlights for you. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Well, super. Well, we're going to look at the scripture again on the other side because uh, it's part of my my talk today. Um, I'll just give you a little background. So we we finished our three or four week fast, depending on uh, where, well, I finished mine, um, and and it was quite it was quite a, quite a journey with. I think I went into it with a lot of well with a lot of expectation that I, I knew there would be a little bit of a battle because there's always a battle when you when you want to honor God in in a more focused way. Um so the, the those battles come but I thought that my prayers would be more easily answered than they were. And then I realized that fasting uh is like, it, it's, it's like a foundation. It's not, it, it's, it's not a thing to, like, well, certainly it's not a thing to get God to move. It's, it's something that actually works in our hearts first. As we learn to f- humble ourselves, we start to see our weaknesses, we start to see our sin. Um, and yet at the same time, we're saying, Lord, I'm doing, I, I'm pressing into you because I, I believe that you're able to accomplish something that that will be accomplished because of what I'm doing. However, um, by, the, by the end of uh, my fast, there were a lot of things that I thought God would do in the month and things that weren't, are still not done. And so I thought, okay, so where do you go from here? Uh, you know, uh, I've been pressing in very strongly before, confessing my sins. You know, when God shows me stuff, I'm like, "Okay, that's out. This, you know, whatever it is. Like I'm ready. God, meet me. Meet me where where I'm ready." And and I felt like the, the Lord said, "Okay, now you're just at the beginning. You're not at the end." You know, and and I'm like, "Well, that's no fun." Uh, because, because we, we want God to act quickly. We, we want to like, you know, I said the prayer and then God did this thing. Um, or, you know, I prayed for the miracle and then look, at the, there's the miracle. And that's really how most Christianity is kind of sold. You, you know, you go to a big meeting. I don't know. In the old days, they used to have big meetings, you know, with big, you know, powerful evangelists and guys like that. And you, you'd go for the miracle. And then you, you, you know, some people, you know, at least the people on stage got the miracle. You walked away maybe or maybe not. Sometimes, you know, it, it just depends. Um, but if our faith is based on like, God, I'm going to, I'm going to transact. I'm going to make this transaction with you. Then God's not interested in that. He, he, the, the purpose of all our things are to fix our eyes is to get us closer to him so that we can hear what he's really doing. It's so like I heard here, it's like, this is the beginning, not, not the end. And I'm like, okay, so where's the end? Well, there is no end. There, there is no end because you have to trust God every single day for the, for the next day. Um, but I found that my, my heart was, was, Anxious because I wanted answers, certain answers to certain prayers now, uh, and he did answer a lot of, he answered many prayers, um, but I'm still waiting for some, and I'm waiting for some for others uh, um, around here. So, I, I so I I I entitled this "Contending for the Breakthrough," because what God leads us to is He leads us to the beginning, so that we can get ready for the the breakthrough. So. I came to this scripture and said how does this inform me this is not where I wanted to start because I was thinking at first of course um it's our faith that God wants to 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 enliven and that and that's still one of my first points is uh this story here is about when you read this and and it says therefore since we are surrounded by all of these people who trusted God and God did amazing things therefore you also are joining them in your race. It's your race. And it's like Gio said, it's like we're all kind of racing together, but ultimately we're going to stand before the Lord and we're going to be able to say, yes, I obeyed you at each point. Each time you spoke to me, I said yes or not. Um, And so nobody nobody can make that happen for you. And so he says, you know, because we're surrounded by these, he, hes you, you can just imagine if he could yell through his letter, guys, if you could see the heavens and see all that God has, all the people that have gone before you, and you're just like them. I, I just read through a third of my Bible, um, uh, all the historical books, and most of the people are just like the disciples in the New Testament. They're just normal people. Uh, in fact some of them are really dumb. And and I mean I mean really. You know even you know, the, the writer of Hebrews, you know, says, and I, I can talk about Barak and Jephthah, Jephthah and, and it's like, Jephthah, you kidding? Jephthah, he's the idiot that said, I vow if the God if God helps me win this battle, the first person that walks out of my house I'll I'll sacrifice. <laughs> and his daughter walks out of the house. He's like, Well, that was really stupid. You know, but this is a man of faith? Yes, just like you. You know, how many have ever made a stupid, rash vow? It's like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, Oh, that was dumb. Uh, and we're the same. And that's what he's bringing in. He's saying, listen, you are part of this. So the, the first thing, if, if we're, you know, I'm, and I'm, I, I, I thought to myself, I am only preaching this to myself today. Because I want the full benefit of it, and and truthfully, by the time I came off the, the the fast, I I was weary not physically, but spiritually, because I'd spent a lot. I mean, I really did it um, increase my spiritual energy, and I, I just it, it's so funny because I could hear the voice of the devil just as loud as God lose heart, give up, come on, what are, you, what are you looking at in the future? And God's like, run it, man, run it, that's just the cross, that's nothing, because we're going through this. And so, he, he wants the, the, the first thing, and if, if we're going to break through, if I'm going to break through, is I have to continue to keep my vision of him, strong, of what God can do and what He wants to do, right? Um, we we have to rise in faith. Um, so He says, "Look, look at these who have trusted Me before. They're just like you. And yes, they'll ma- they made they, they made a lot of." Bad choices and sins. I mean, look at Gideon. Look at Moses. Look at you know. Look at any of the people that are listed in chapter eleven, and and you'll realize all of these. I mean, Moses. Think of this guy. He's, you know, he's like. I don't know if he stuttered. It doesn't say. He's like. I don't. I don't speak. very good, God? Uh. And and he says, well, it's not about you. You know. And he goes, but I don't have any power. What do you got in your hand? A stick. Good. Take the stick and your, whatever your language, and go and tell Pharaoh that he's got to let my people go. He's like, no, no, no. How about my brother Aaron? He's a good speaker. He's very polished. He's, a, he's like a Ted talker, you know? He's like, he's like, ah, oh, I gotta work with this guy. Okay. You know, hey, hey. you know, he, he said the whole thing. Uh, okay. And tells him, okay, we, you can have your brother. Um, so God will even work with us in our weaknesses. If we finally say, no, God, I can't do it unless you help me with somebody else, and he'll do that. Partner up. Anyway. What God's saying to me, I think He might be saying to you if you're in a similar situation, is just present yourself to God and say, Lord, it ain't much, but it's all I got. And I've been doing that for a lot of years. <laughs> you know, every, every week God makes me stand up here. <laughs> it's like, oh Lord, where are we going this week? <laughs> and then... What's amazing is that He does all these great things around me. And some people say, wow, it's amazing what God does around you. And I'm like, yeah, all I said was, God, if you can use me, go ahead and do it. And He still is, and He still wants to. But I look at myself and I say, oh, I'm losing heart here. I'm losing heart here. Okay. Um, so I, I, I put down here that rising in faith requires us to, to work through the emotion of the present, what's really going on. Because what happens is, we look at our circumstance, rather than Jesus, and we lose heart. Because because we're working through the emotion, we're like, Lord, I don't have enough emotional energy to tackle this spiritually. And the Lord says, that's okay. Because what, what I want to accomplish is going to be accomplished spiritually. It's just like, as I was reading in the book of Daniel, he said, you know, the minute you started praying, you created a battle in heaven, basically. <laughs> you started praying and all of a sudden the, there was a war in heaven because Satan does not want you to experience the fullness of God. And so I put a heavenly host up there, beat on them for a while, And you thought God wasn't even answering your prayers. You thought he didn't even hear them. But not only did he hear them, he was instantly activated. And God had to send an army, beat up on the devil, then send an angel to say, hey, hey, man, I know you're getting discouraged. You've been praying for a few weeks. Answer's on its way. And I I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to remind us that. The, 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 that that time of waiting is God working in your situation. I wish it wasn't so, because I really would like instant answers. Lord, you know I love instant answers. Instant answers, please. Uh, and he's like, no, no, there's a battle going on. Are you kidding me? You know what it takes for me to accomplish the fullness of what's going to happen in your life? It doesn't happen. Just... Like that, he could, but there's a war going on, and we're part. We're in the middle of it. Okay, and then of course it says here to throw off the burdens, and thank you, Rochelle, for talking about our our burdens, and it can be anything. I noticed that during my fast. So during my fast, I fasted a lot of stuff. I, I fasted coffee. I fasted food. I, I fasted uh, t- basically my my programming, except for football. Uh, it, I asked, Lord, it's football season. This is a really bad time for Passies. He's like, okay, go ahead and watch, watch, it's okay, you know, because he knows, uh, it's the last bastion of, of repentance that I need. Um, may, if, if the Niners, uh, I won't, I won't jinx. It. If the Niners lose next week, then, I'll, I'll, okay, I'm not going to vow anything. Okay. Let your yes be yes. I don't know. But anyway, a lot of media, a lot of media was, was, uh, wiped away. Uh, instead I read my Bible. I read, um, you know, Thousands of chapters, it seems like. It's like, wow, this is a big book. It's been a while. You know, I used to do it in a year. I'm trying to do it in 90 days. I think I'm going to hit 70 days because I'm reading a lot. Like each day, it's like 25 chapters. Lord, I'm not going to be watching any television tonight. (laughs) But you know what's amazing is that it's it's given me like this renewed sense of the whole picture of what God's going to do and what God is doing. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Because I, and what this says is, I am part of it. If God wanted to write another chapter, he would include us in it. And he'd say, they trusted me. And then the sin that so easily entangles. Ah. You know, now, most of you probably aren't involved in, you know, you know we, in, in big, big sins. I don't know. I hope not. If you are, cast it off. You know, it's like, hey, repent today, get it out. You know, but but we have we have all those others. It's the sins of pride. That was one of the first things that God went after. It's the sin of pride. It's like, I'm not proud. Yeah, you're proud. You're not proud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay, I'm proud. <laughs> so, no, but but it's okay to say, Lord. Make me like you, and we did the the litany of humility. That was beautiful. I've still got that prayer handy because the, I still want to be loved. I still want to be, you know, cherished. I still want people to think, "Oh, there's an awesome guy walking around somewhere." Instead of saying, "Lord, you're my audience. Let me just honor you." Right? And of course, uh, there, there's a million other ones like unforgiveness, being angry at people. Don't. Those people, whoever they are, I don't know. I don't have any of those people in my life, thankfully. Um, uh, sloth. I, I was thinking the seven deadly sins. Sloth is one of them. Not the animal. Uh, <laughs> you know, wasting time. How many? How much time do we waste? Like, you know, people say, "I don't have any time to read my Bible." I bet you do. If you, if you threw your television away, if you threw your wa- your phone away, you you would have you'd find time. I guarantee it. Sloth, and I, I found all kinds of slothy things in my life. I'm a slothy kind of guy. Um, just you know, I, Jenny and I will get home. I'm like I'm going to do this, you know, it, it, like a chore a day. It's it's been easier. Um, so I've been doing a chore. It's like man, it's a light bulb out. I'm going to be a hero. Hero handyman, get that ladder. Or I could say tomorrow, because I'm slothy. Okay, <laughs> we go. Uh, greed. We we talked about actually. God, God didn't talk about greed. I, I wouldn't consider myself greedy, but we I, we talked a few weeks ago about the um, just being in the world and being allured by what the world temporarily it enamors us with, and how God kind of worked in that. But those are areas of repentance for me. I was like, Lord, I don't want, I, I want to serve you. I want 100% you. Okay? Amen? So that's where I'm starting. I'm still going on it. Um, and then he talks about Jesus as the, the pioneer and the trailblazer, the champion, um, that I'm supposed to keep my eyes fixed on him. Because he's taking me somewhere. He is trailblazing my life and saying, Each and everything that comes into your life, I have been orchestrating. So stop trying to figure everything out. I'm always, I mean, I'm telling you, my brain works overtime trying to figure it out. How's this going to work? And God's saying, Okay, I'm walking before you. I'm walking beside you. I filled, filled you with the Holy Spirit so that you can be free. All right, last but not least, I just focus on this one port point that talks about running the race. Running your race. This is crazy. So I've run some, I, I actually used to run track. I was like five foot four. I uh, always like the fast races, because they're over fast. Uh, I used to do the 100 yard dash. Wasn't fast. They let me run it, you know. Um, I don't know why. That was like junior high. I didn't do it in high school. So, junior high, but I wanted to go out for track because I thought I could be fast, because in my mind I could be fast. And I remember getting on those blocks, running with all my heart, watching other people. Faster! It's like God, you have not given me a body of a runner. <laughs> I'm short. I got little squatty legs. You know, it's like I'm not gonna make it. Uh, then I've run some the long ones. I've run the I run the marathon. Yes, it's possible. Anybody that can get off the couch and not sloth enough can actually run a marathon. It can just it just took me two years of training, and then I was done. And I was like, Why did I ever do that? That was fun. It was actually a fun experience. But here in the, in the life of faith is a long race to your death. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? It's like, when you finish this race, you will be dead. <laughs> it's like, wow, <laughs> that's a heck of a race. But, but you actually won't be dead. You'll be in the presence of Almighty God once and for all. And he's like, I want you to fix your eyes on Jesus. He is the finish line, and all the things that distract us all through the day are trying to keep us from from honoring and glorifying Him. And one of the things that that happens to us is that these things that My prayer requests, the things I want God to accomplish, are actually part of the distraction. Because I'm not looking at Him and being with Him and saying, Lord, You know my needs. Can we talk about it? Instead, there's this distance between us where I'm I'm launching (laughs) prayer requests. God, here you go. And he's like, no, 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 no. Fix your eyes on me. Okay, now come to me. Now talk to me about the things I already know so that I can now help you see my accomplishment in that thing. One of the things I've been praying for, I've been praying for uh, my, my children's, Faith. That to be ignited. Do you know our young people, our kids, they have to have ignited faith. They have to. It's not something you can talk them into. It's something that God has to get a hold of them and shake them. Like he shook you and me. I hope he shook you and me. He shook me. He's like, hey, young person, follow me. I'm like, okay, I will run to the, to the end. I will fix my eyes on you. And each and every one of our young people need that to happen in their life. That was one of my big prayers that I thought that God would ignite. I'm like, Lord, I just want to see it. I heard it from a friend that one of his kids got some ignition, but um, I want it for all of them. For all of them, I I, I I contend for that. Okay, so fix our eyes on Jesus, not our circumstances. He is the finish line. He is empowering us more than we know. And he sees this thing. Here's the, the, the last part of that line says this so you will not grow weary and lose heart. In a race, you can give up before the finish line, you can expend your full self and fall down before you reach it. And he's saying here, No, consider Him who went through the toughest thing and you have the same Holy Spirit living in you right now as He did. He's internally coaching you and saying, nope, nope, nope. You're going to rise in faith again. So, I want to pray for us this morning. We're going to have our communion together, too. So maybe we'll use this also as a a point of breakthrough. But I assume you all have at least one prayer that hasn't been answered. (laughs) And the Lord is saying through His Word and by His Holy Spirit, fix your eyes on me and let me accomplish what I'm going to accomplish. Don't give up until you finish that race. So let's just bow before Him for a moment. Lord, You knew that the race that each of us has is is an individual race with different obstacles, different challenges, different weights and sins that we're prone to. And yet, you tell us we have power to cast it off. We have power to repent. And we have power to see you at the finish line. And you're right now just coaxing us. Just the picture I have is Jesus waving, waving his arm. Come on, come on. you are giving up on that prayer. You're starting to lose heart. You think it's not going to happen. No, no, come, run, run, run. And as we put our faith in you, our trust that you would show us that you are the living God in each and every place where we've been challenged this way. And Lord, we pray for these, prayer, these unanswered prayers right now. There may be a battle in heaven waging right now, maybe for the hearts and souls of our children or grandkids. Or, we don't know. We haven't had an angel tell us yet. But we do know that you are are even more passionate about seeing their lives uh, living for you than we are. are. So Lord, we pray, we bring these things to you. But most of all, we reset ourselves to just putting our eyes where they belong. Not on our circumstances, not on our prayers, but on you. And allow you to accomplish your work in our life. So, Lord, we choose to contend now at the beginning of the end of our fast, and uh, trust you for what's next in our lives. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Uh, Let me. Uh, Say goodbye to our friends online. Thanks for joining us uh, this morning, and uh, we look forward to seeing you sometime in the future. Uh, God bless you. Have a great uh, day, and we'll see you later.